Hi, and welcome to the Still Telling It Like It Is program. I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and I am so stoked. I am so excited that I have my friend and somebody that I really understand the things that he says. He has so many, um, I mean, so many waves about him, so many different uh, and 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 just marvelous uh, abilities in him. And when he speaks, if people listen, they can really understand the things of history and the the little parts of the kingdom of God. His name is Apostle Barry Cook, and I am just so I'm I'm just honored that he's my co-host on this. So come on, Apostle Barry. Yeah, praise the Lord, Dr. Baker. You are certainly uh, spending a little more time with what you're saying in that opening. Amen. Um, it's good to be, <laughs> it is good to be uh, with you today. I know we got a great subject going. We got some things in our spirit we want to talk about today, and I'm looking forward to that. It's always a blessing to be with you, and I like being able to tell it like it is. So. <laughs> You know, in this end, too, we come through different phases of our life, and I spent uh, the first section of my my ministry, about the first 10 years, learning a lot of things, and then I, the next 10, I started uh, doing things more, and then um, then the, uh, the next few, I started helping other people do it, and now I just love having the opportunity to talk about things that you've learned and experienced over the years, and good, bad, and ugly, and um that's what's beautiful and being open about it, not just preaching a sermon, but talking about real things. We began last time talking about building in the spirit. And we kind of started down that line. And we're talking about the importance of, you know, the fact that we can't, we have to be cognizant of what we're building in the spirit. And, and many times we're cognizant of what we're doing in the natural to build, but we're not cognizant of what we're doing spiritually. And realistically, we have to have both simultaneously. And it's like people hear me talk constantly about when I talk about church structures and all that's just, I'm like, oh, you, you don't understand. Because apostolically, we're not talking about forms and to-do lists. And that's part of it. But that's not what we're, fo we're focusing on, the, the, the goals that we're trying to reach spiritually that we're moving through our systems to build. For instance, I mean, just imagine if, and this is very possible because I've done it, many others have, if every department was um, their own discipleship unit. We wouldn't have to have 10 different meetings and all this kind of side stuff we do and all. I mean, why don't our functions actually do the work of the ministry while they're doing the church, the work of the church? What is the ministry? Is the ministry a church or is the ministry the functions that the church do to reach people, to minister Christ to people, to reveal Christ to people, to lead them in freedoms and deliverances and understandings and upgrade their thinking in different areas of their life that they may have been limited or may not have had? These are the, the functions of the church, uh, you know, and, 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 and functions of kingdom, you know. So we've got to be responsible for natural things. We also have to be cognizant of the, the, the power flow in our ministries and supernatural energy that's flowing into, and it doesn't, you know, guys get intimidated a lot of times because they feel like it has to come from them. 
And, and it doesn't. Just like a basketball coach on the court, you might not be the specialist player, but you're the coach. Use your team. Build your team. Study the different positions yourself to where you can coach them in their own giftings and bents and stuff. And instead of just, well, I bought this catalog here, this book here, and I'm going to make all my people go through it and they won't go through it. And I don't understand, but Lord Jesus, you know, it's like, there's not a spirit about you, you know, and you can use materials obviously as outlines to reach an objective. But if the material is your objective, you're still missing it. It's not here. It's outside of you still instead of inside of you anyway. But we want to build in the spirit to intensify the move of God in our ministries, you know, and and, and it should be normal. Not that we've got to take 50 minutes every time we come together just to work up enough anointing and spirit and make God feel happy enough with us to, um, to be able to step and move forward and execute. I mean, I understand that it's good for people to come into the right mode of the spirit. But for me, it's like, you do that great. If you skip that part, I'm already there. I mean, I, I got that part. I'm walking in that part. I've been carrying it all day. I walk up. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? And that's not me being, it's just, Lord, after you've been in this thing for a while and you and Jesus done had plenty of opportunities to be mad at each other and y'all made it through, you know, it's like we ain't going nowhere. Neither one of us is going nowhere. I've already learned that about him and he's learned that about me. So we're in this thing together and it's a love that's going to last forever. <laughs> anyway, the Holy Spirit can move with intensity when the powers of the enemy and the flesh are taken out of the way. and 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 you know, by taking out of the way, you'll see often what I mean by that is not stopping everything to talk about, you know, the negative stuff going on, but it's, it's to launch your faith so far into the future. When Paul was getting beaten, he wanted to go back into the, you know, auditorium and preach because everybody was gathered. It wasn't so he could go back in and bash everybody. He was going to preach Christ. The vision burns so strong that he didn't need to go in and say, every one of you, look at your neighbor. You're all going to hell. You're a piece of crap. I mean, or whatever. You know, that wasn't, he's going, I want, I must preach Christ. They're all gathered. I know they're mad at me, but if they can just hear it, maybe, maybe, just maybe. You know, I'm just saying. We got to, that's what I mean by the enemy and the flesh are taken out of the way. We're always like, no, I'm talking about out of the leaders that are keeping the enemy in the flesh from them flowing in a building in the spirit. That's it's funny how when people hear things, they automatically shift to yeah, the people. That's the no, no leader. We're, we're, this is a leader message. We're talking to you, you know, me, all, all of us, Doctor B, everybody, everybody. We're doing it. You know the the you know the the Holy Spirit. He can invade. He can invade anywhere. And, and ignite on fire all the prepared and, and and ignitable material. I'm just looking for a short way to say it. I mean, if, because when something is prepared, it burns easily. When the fire's prepared, it burns easily. I mean, and, and it stays where it's supposed to stay because it's been prepped for that. It's not just wildfire running all around. 
because you know we're 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 burning it with an understanding, and so we understand that God wants us to build build this fire in this way with these perimeters and make sure it doesn't you know get over here or spill out like this or you know well it's the wildfire you should not worry about it. I mean you know whatever I mean if you're going to grow and mature and grow things. You know, that's what keeps people too. like thinking that when we're having revival, they're going to meet every single night or they're going to lose their revival. That's not going to happen. You know, I mean, it, it, the more it lives in the people it, it, and we have to take it out of them and not be so thankful about all the offerings we get. We have to take it out of them that they can sit there, that they can walk in this. Now, do what we're doing in here at home. Live this. Find your own way to do it and do it. Seek God. And if you don't, and until you do, keep plugging in. Keep coming back and plugging in and watching. But don't just be entertained. Watch what's going on. And that's why the messages sometimes in revival, they're too general. You know, you've got to have mixed feed. Because once you start getting people saved, you have to have, and people say, well, we'll have classes for that and all this. After you've got them at church five times a week, and then you want to come back for a class, forget it. And you're mean for doing that. They got most of them got families and jobs and you know and and all of that kind of stuff that you have to be careful of. But we have to be builders in the spirit because builders in the spirit can can reach their 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 local churches and, and kind of teach them how to commune and communicate with the Holy Spirit and, and not just meditate and enjoy his presence, you know. But, um, you know, commune, commune, hear from me. The primary task of, of the prophetic even is to bring us back into profess, uh, a fresh communi- communion, communication with God so that we can hear from God for ourselves and have personal revelation from the Father. You know, hallelujah. You know, Elijah, who had the spirit of Elijah, then the mantle of Elijah, he stood on the shores of the Jordan and said, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah in 2 Kings? Because without the God of Elijah, the spirit and the man of Elijah would lose its inner operational force of God life and power. So, I mean, you know, there there's exchanges spiritually that have to take place. It's kind of my point in that. I hope that makes sense. But um, yeah, you good with that so far, Doc? <laughs> you just keep, let me keep going. Okay. Well, another reason we need to build in the spirit is so um, we have transformation. We see transformation in people's lives instead of just this pablum we're tossing out on Sundays, making excuses because it's going to run people off. And it doesn't. People are searching for truth. And especially this last phase, even America went through and even the globe. But I speak specifically about America. We, we watched the fact that we were flat out lied to. Many people defended the stew out of the lies because we didn't, they didn't know. They're just believing and all of that. And it, it's been awakening for not just this group, not just that group, not just this, a bunch of all of us. And then we saw what happened when we got puzzled and didn't know what to do. Then uh, the terrors sprung up among us, you know, while we sitting around sleeping. Thinking about who is right, who's wrong, is this a conspiracy? No, it's not. You know, I want the yellow man. No, I want him. I want the what the heck? You know, but we're not thinking kingdom. We're not looking transformation. Matter of fact, we're giving up. Oh, we're 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 pulling for transformation, but not the God, not in a godly way. Would you open up transformation? Because you know it's an interesting thing. 
there are a lot of times people talk about transformation. You know how you use words and you think everybody understands it or whatever it is. But I think that you have the ability. I know it's not. I think you have the ability to open that up and to really uh, uh, um, uh, help people with that word. Amen. Well, I'll do my best for a minute, but I'm, um, you know, in my, in my perspective, when I'm talking about transform, I'm talking about, that's why we have to build the spirit because so many times we think if we put together four messages that sound good, that it's going to make somebody totally different and it will not matter of fact, I mean, it, it's, it's proven there has to be many different factors to get someone to move even through that process from a psychological point of view. And spiritually, I mean, there has to be a verity of things that are put inside of a message, some uncomfortable. <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and most people don't want to deal with those parts. They don't want to deal with one side of something, one thing or something, you know, and it's like, it's like I, uh, you know, in thinking about the orphan spirit, you know, in, in different angles on it, I saw like uh, today, I saw some great posts talking about people that deal with the orphan spirit. Then I saw a whole other, other post today, and I put one on my page, of, of the orphan spirit, talking about leaders that have the orphan spirit and what that looks like. And I was like, oh, there we... See, and we have to remember there's more than one side to every story. There's always other, you know, in the law, as you well know, they teach you that the law is a cylinder. And that means you think this is a truth, but this could be a truth and that and that and that all the way around that cylinder. So that's why, you know, we think attorneys are slimy sometimes, but they're taught to understand that, you know, the law is, 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 is a cylinder. I mean, that's the phrase that's basic law. The law is a cylinder. And you're like, well, what, when you first hear it, no, it's cut and dry. The law is a cylinder because factors determine truth based on other elements and when those elements are not known, <laughs> then it appears, but as soon as those elements are known, and even when it is known, there's still other sides that can be valid. And so that's why, you know, we have to be careful. <laughs> you know, we have to really be careful in understanding that. And hopefully we'll mature to a place where we're able to sit back before we come to conclusions and, and look and go, hmm. Well, I, mean, I told a guy the other day, he just kept believing me. I said, here's what I want you to do. Will you do an exercise? This is going to be crazy. He said, yeah. I said, I want you to just take my point and try to convince me that it's the truth. Just do whatever you got to do. Think of whatever you can think of. And, and he's like, okay, call me back 10 minutes. So he gave himself. He came back. And then when he finished, he's like, okay, you're right. And I was like, you know, but you just got, you have to think, not come out of your emotions and then think about the other elements. And then you start to see new pieces. Oh, I need this piece, this piece, this piece. That makes the answer. Now you have a just answer. That's what justice is supposed to do with the cylinder. Well, that took a whole nother. That's transfer. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Keep going here. But you know, the prayer habit of Jesus while on earth affected the disciples very deeply. Talking about transformation of people's lives. John Knox's personal prayer life affected the disciples of that time more than his preaching, 
more than anything else. And, and, and the prayer habit of John Knox and the words he prayed over Scotland, which if you know the story, he lived right down the street from the Queen of Scots, Bloody Mary, by the way, lived right down the street. And he could open his window when he prayed. And, you know, in those days, they didn't have air conditioners. So they opened those pieces of wood, you know, up and prop it up and um, or, you know, the side things and, and open them up. And but that's literally it, I saw the pictures down the street and it's either one or the other, depending on which house you live. I mean, it was a nicer area and all that kind of stuff he's put up in there. And he would pray. He would pray over Mary that she'd be converted, you know, and that that her heart would be converted. And she and, and she said that she feared his prayers more than the armies of, of you know, of, of Britain and, you know, France. And she said she feared his prayers. It's just she, she made her tremble when she heard him. Now, she hated the man, but she honored the and respected the man. And of course, she burned him at the stake later on, but she cooked him up. But, um, you know, and the point of that was, and that's when those guys are getting burnt. They're sitting there prophesying about it'll be so many years. I mean, one of them said a hundred years from this day, a man will rise up and you won't be able to stop him. And a hundred years from that day, Luther was standing in that spot, having the same thing, you know, making his claim. Fascinating, fascinating. You know, I'm just saying there's, we have to believe for transformations in the spirit, not just this little well, I keep preaching. These people just don't get it. I'll tell you what. Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's something, something there is missing in a component. That's not a judgment. I know there's hard territories, all that kind of stuff. But in the midst of hard territories, when there's the right kind of intensity in it, God sends you words, messengers to give you the idea to let you understand, okay, you're here, but keep going. Uh, yes, I know it's the fight. Okay, I know the enemy keeps hitting you, hit him, you know, just keep, keep, pick it up, rest, pick it up, do it again. Because that's how it is sometimes. That's, 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 you know, um, what is it called with farming? With plowing up fallow ground, as the scripture says. You know, we have to plow up hard ground. That's what follow means for you youngsters. Hard ground. That's King James Bible right there. So hard ground, hard ground, ground meaning representing the hearts, hard hearts are plowed up. They have to be plowed up. So that means you got to go across them once. You got to go across them twice. You got to put deep things down. See, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to plow up solid ground, you don't surface scratch it. You're not running around with, <laughs> you know, you scratch, you putting big steel things underneath the flesh. In dislodging it, I ain't nobody gonna hear me all day, <laughs> you know. But we want to build by the spirit so that we can see greater releases of faith and miracles. Also, I mean, listen, we've all come through phases. It burns us out. Then we get out of the zone. Then we kind of feel like it doesn't happen anymore. And then a whole another group of new people that, ha that hadn't got skeptical yet rise up. And they start moving and flowing in the gifts of the spirit. And then all the other the other people that used to do it now think, well, I guess my days are just up and the new people care. No, it's because they're still believing. They're taking that raw faith and saying, well, let's just see. What we should have figured out by now was, okay, it's for today. We know that. We preach it. All of us preach it. Also, we've also learned that it's not us that heals. So that means not every single person. It could be 10 people up there and three get it and seven don't. And you can't wig out about it. It's still a value.
Pastor Eddie, I'm on Dr. Baker's show. Can I finish up? I'm talking right now, too. Can I? You now you're, you're on the show now, too, Pastor Eddie. Hold on. Say hello to everybody. Uh, say goodbye to everybody. You knew we were on this program. Praise the Lord. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. I'll call you back, Pastor Eddie. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs> He's just doing the last on purpose. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway. A very sweet one. Yes, of course, of course, of course. In Jesus' name, as I always say, after I say something, I mean, in Jesus' name, oh my Lord, help me, Lord. Anyway, you know, we've got to learn to step further into uh, anointings of God's spirit, you know, and, and and even pastors, I mean, people always say, I, I, it just grieves me so bad when folks, when I hear guys hide behind the term pastor for why they don't do things uh, or they hide behind profit for why they're not doing sir. And we're not talking about you got another, you know, I got five offices and all this. Yeah. But if you're mature, you can, you've had to learn to walk through these things. And if there's a need, then lead. And if you're not willing to lead, then you are not the leader. Somebody else needs to be. I'm just saying, again, you don't have to be able to do everything, but you have to be able to facilitate and coach. Whether you're, you know, everybody in ministry, <laughs> okay, everybody is supposed to be a discipler. So Quilla and Priscilla, they weren't apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. I guess we would say they weren't a spiritual father then because only apostles can be spiritual fathers, but not all apostles are spiritual fathers. What the heck? I mean, look, we need to be the father and the mother and people when it's our children in the Lord, when it's our neighbor's kids in the Lord. I mean, it's not... Well, you can't really be an official mother and father unless you are actually an apostle. You know, go home. I mean, go home. I don't want to hear it. It's mess. It's mess. It's a mix of old wineskin coming in new, talking smack like it knows what it's talking about. And we don't know because we hadn't had a lot of talk about this kind of stuff. But that's why I'm saying about some of you old guys. <laughs> I'm talking to us now, Dr. B. Some of you old folk out there, <laughs> we got to be voices and quit backing up and quit being intimidated and quit drawing back. There is balance to this stuff and sitting back and getting mad at people that are youngsters and, and want to go when you too lazy to teach because you can't control. You know, some folk you just got to, you can't just put on a leash. You got to, you got to hook a tracker to them and let them go. <laughs> You know, but they'll, the, well, if I do that, they might not come back. They just, look, if you've got five and two come back, you got two good solid people. you got five and you don't do nothing with them, then nothing ever happens. I ain't going to get no amens off that hell. Well, anyway, and I realize there's different opinions on all of this stuff. However, it's my turn to be a host and guest on this show for now. Hallelujah. So, Dr. B, your turn. 23 minutes. <laughs> okay. You know what it is that you said? Age, chronological age means absolutely nothing. 
you have more energy. I have more energy. Uh, it, it all depends on what you allow, how you allow your mind to go ahead and grow. And God said this, that he would renew this youth, the youth of this, that he is not just talking about this physical dirt. What he is talking about is that he will renew the way that you think so that you can continue yeah. to go. See, so that you can hand yeah. that baton. I talk about that baton, but I'm not letting go of the baton, totally letting go of it because I'm still running. So we're yeah. going to run together. You're going to outrun me in some things that I'm going to outrun you in some things because it's not, uh, it ain't time for me to sit my, my behind down and say, I'm, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to watch the, the older generation. No, 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 no. I'm in this yeah. new covenant. And you ain't ready mm -hmm. to sit down yourself. No, Here's, I you're a lot younger. You're young enough to be my son. But the thing of it is, is this: we run together and we think together. And we, you, I mean, I get stuff from you. I get stuff from Lanzine. And my God, it just, it just, it just energizes me and lets me know, yeah. baby, you got to keep yourself together. You got, you got to move with this. Doctor Baker, you know, you said I was just um, uh, uh, old enough to be your son, and and you don't, you're now letting them know you started having babies when you was ten. Now they all know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I know told the, you I'll be almost eighty until I'm one hundred and twenty. The age okay. just don't move. Remember that until I'm one hundred and twenty. No, I know, I know. But you know, I I just want to want to kind of center this point and say, all I'm trying to say is a living faith has the capacity, has a great capacity. To be honest with you to stir faith in its hearers, to believe God for miracles they need for their own lives. Reason we have people fighting so much right now, even over money and why folks are talking, because, because, because all you have to do is get God in the place and start to change people. And brother, folks are thankful. Acts 14, and at Lystra, there was sitting a certain man without strength in his feet, lame from his mama's womb who had never walked, this man was listening to Paul as he spoke, who, when he fixed his gaze upon him, uh, had seen that he had faith to be made well. He said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And he leaped up and began to walk. Many people are starting to get up, you know, and when a spiritual atmosphere is saturated with God's manifested presence, and I'm not just talking about outwardly you waiting on somebody, even stuff you stir, then the faith level of the people will begin to rise. My God. Oh, you are so good because we're just about out of time, right? <laughs> I want to remind you that Apostle Barry, he is a real trooper. He had all kinds of surgery done to his mouth last week, and he's still dealing with some of that stuff. But he does not. I mean, I just love him. I just love him because he's here today because there's stuff stirring on the inside of him. And we're going to be back next week when we're still telling it like it is. He is not going to fake it. He is going to tell it like it is still telling it like it is. So. Yeah. This is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, Apostle Barry Cook, who is a doctor in so many different things, and we're going to be back next week. Thank you for allowing us, Frederick and Betty Joe and uh, Pastor Mark and all of you for, I, I can't mention all the names, Nicole, and all of you for joining us this week and allowing us to come into your space. We will see you next week when we're here still telling it like it is. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV. 
your station for Kingdom Inspiration.